Hey everybody, uh, it's Matt, and this recording is a little bit different. Uh, this is actually done on Monday in my office, because Sunday we had a bit more of an experience together that probably wouldn't make great audio. Um, and we're going to have some of these this fall and hopefully going into spring that we'll kind of recap here on the podcast, um, but will be a little different than our typical sermon. So the text we looked at yesterday was John two thirteen through 16. In the NRSV, it says this. It says, The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. So this text was on my mind over the last month since Joshua Rodenbaugh taught it at Slow Invasion that we had um, in August. And as he, he taught it, he had us envision what this was like and reminded us that this all happened in the part of the temple called the Court of the Gentiles. Now what the Court of the Gentiles is, is it was the place within the temple where people who were Gentiles could worship. Then within that was the court of women, and then the court where the Jewish men could go. And it happened to be in this space reserved for Gentile worship that all the cows and sheep and changing of coins was happening for the travelers. Now these changers and these sellers can instantly be called, you know, enemies and the bad guys because Jesus drove them out. But part of what they were doing was actually trying to make this easier for people. So if you traveled from afar, you needed to bring your sacrifice with you. And let's say you were sacrificing a dove. You would have to bring that dove with you on the whole road trip. And when you got to the temple, if that dove was harmed through traveling, then it would not be a good offering and you would have to find a new dove. And so they made sure that there at the temple, there were cows and sheep and doves that were available to for various offerings. They also were kind of like the the currency exchange you find at an airport. Because whatever currency you came in with, you needed to make your temple tax in the currency of of the temple. And so they would ex- have all the exchange rates written and you could go to a table and exchange whatever uh, coin you had for the coin that the temple was using. And this was intended to make it a little easier. But if you think about it, the space that was for Gentiles to worship was filled up with these tables. And it was filled up with the business and the busyness of worship. I'm not trying to be clever there, but just think for a second. It's filled up with the business, meaning the animals that you need to exchange money and the money you need to exchange for the different coins in order to be able to worship and also the busyness of just all of these people and tables and setup and economic exchanges and all of these things happening and jesus turned this over and said this isn't the intent of worship the intent of the temple is not to be a place that's filled with business and busyness it's to go back to be what worship is. And so we spent some time, actually, if, if you came in 
uh, our middle aisle was filled with tables and it made it real awkward to walk down. Most people went this the side aisles because it was awkward to come down the middle aisle. And uh, there was there was about six tables lined up down the middle. And then there was a long sheet of like butchered paper uh, right down the middle. And we had people gather at that table to answer five different questions. So they answered these three first. And I want to encourage you to do them. And actually, they reported out and shared the questions with us. And, and we were hoping to be changed by them. So if you answer these and would like to share, uh, we would love to hear what what you came up with. But I'd encourage you to take a little bit of time and, and just go sit and ponder on these three first. When do you feel most alive? So when is that? After you ponder that question, I, I want to invite you to ask, answer the question, when have you felt closest to God? And then the third one, when have you felt closest to people? So we spent probably 25 minutes on those three questions, answering around the table, drawing pictures, writing out words. I'd encourage you to do the same and then kind of sharing. So we took some time and I would encourage you to take some time on this. And then after that, we went back to this idea of what is the temple designed to be? And the temple is a place to worship God. And the God that we worship is not a one-way relationship, but a, it's a relationship where we can worship God and we experience God. And so as we live out what the Bible shows us, we know that all that we do, like if you think of all the things as a church that we do together, whether it be small groups, whether it be serving together, whether it be setting up the sound system on sun, Sundays, whether it be worship on Sundays, whether it even be our emails or our, our times on Zoom having desserts together, whatever it is, all that we do is meant to put us in touch with the God who loves us. That's the point of all of it. And sometimes, like the people in Jesus' day, we get distracted by the busyness and the business, even of worship, even of church. We can get so caught up in setting up that we kind of forget to worship. We get so excited to see people that we forget to see the image of God in other people. And we forget that it's God who brings us together. And so we took some time on the weekend of September 11th to pause and remember. And remember what we are to do and who we are to be and what this worship is for, what this community is for. This community is to remind us of the love of God. And so we had two last questions that I invite you to ponder a little bit as well. The first one, is there anything that God is inviting you to do or not do or change so that you may be able to experience the love of God even more? Some examples of what people shared were some people shared getting out of their comfort zone and being more involved in groups to remember that God never changes and they do. To look past hurts from a previous church or denomination. Even to start connecting with emotions. So I wonder for you, what is it that God might be inviting you to do or stop doing or change? 
what might that be? So that you can spend more time being in touch with the love that God has for you, being aware of how deeply you're loved. And the final thing that I want to invite you to ask yourself and definitely let us know is what is something that we can do together that we can change or do or stop doing or continue doing to help one another towards this end? How can one church be take a step towards becoming even more of a place where everyone who comes in contact with, with us experiences this God who loves them? So that's how we spent our Sunday. After that, we received communion. We sang a beautiful song and uh, went out for the day. And, and for me, it, truthfully, it was one of my favorite Sundays as we just reflected on who God is and were reminded what we're here for. So next week, we're going to go into the book of Genesis. I hope you join us. More and more, we're going to have Sundays like this, and we'll make sure to include people participating on Zoom. But one way or the other, I hope that today, whatever today is for you, whatever day you're listening, I hope that today you're in touch with this God who loves you. And you're experiencing that in a deep way. Be well, church.